Hello, welcome to Amateur Hour, Hour episode 37. Trent, you ready for a little uh, cyclone talk over here? A little cyclone quickie pod here. Yeah, That's a little cyclone quickie. Yeah. That's what they uh, called me in college, the cyclone quickie. <laughs> so, appreciate everyone joining us here tonight. Like I said, we'll, we'll just do a little, uh, we haven't caught up too much on, on Iowa basketball here. We've been too busy um, glazing over how much we love Iowa State this past weekend here as a, uh, you know what? I'll I'll say it. As much as we had a lot of talent, Hilton Magic was, was alive and well as we beat Kansas 79 uh, 75, Trent. Yeah, what a great weekend for Cyclone Athletics. A great week. Yeah. yeah, really overall we we broke uh Purple Kansas. That that felt really good. They're 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 now on a three game losing streak. Not not to have a little Schadenfreude, but but I do. They are in shambles right now. <laughs> Hilton is breaking coaches. J- Jerome Tang is just accusing of cheating, and then he just loses three straight. No, no more cheating accusations after that for some reason. I don't yeah, know. He did something in the game before, too, was accusing whoever they played. But ever since Red. the game versus Iowa State, they've lost their last two games by a combined 46 points. Well, and, and honestly, like I, I've kind of like – because whenever I see a coach like that or, the, you know, in the Big 12, I'm kind of curious and I look up, like, even on on Wildcat Twitter, they're like, no, this guy, he's never had a game plan unless he has a star on the team that's just going to bail him out like they had last year and got to the Elite Eight. He, he doesn't have any offense, you know, and you saw it in Hilton. Hey, let's hold the ball for about 20 seconds and then let's scramble to figure out what, who's going to just jack up a shot. It's like, you're not, you're not going to succeed doing that. No, not at all. So, no, we, we broke Kansas State last week, and we talked about that a little bit. More importantly, uh, Bill Self looking good. He's lost a lot of weight since the heart attack. He's looking good. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe he looked a little better in the line in the light as uh, as Iowa State beat him. But, uh, damn it, I'll, I'll, I'm, can I admit something to you, Trent? Is this, are we in the trust tree? I think I might admit the same thing back to you if are, I know where you're you going with this. Are, are you starting to like Bill Self a little bit? <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Same thing, man. He's becoming likable. He's becoming more human. Yeah, no, exactly. He he used to see it was all that burger grease and steaks, and it it just corroded his arteries and just clogged him up. And it made him just an aggressive, mean person. And then he he got everything taken care of in the offseason. Now he's a little more light light hearted. Uh, He was he was uh, smiling at the breakdancing cop. That was a I don't know where the hell the guy came from. I can't figure out if he was a dancer or if he was a cop that just broke out there. I'm going to assume a dancer, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. he was he was having a chuckle over there. Him and TJ were I'll be honest, I think they were kind of like making jokes about Jerome Ting. It looked like like literally what could they after a tough game like that be laughing and you know, slapping faces and, and whatever, but yeah. Um yeah, yeah, so I had this text conversation with Brittany Brewbreaker, Clark's wife. Yeah. She texted me a screenshot about the whole uh, versus Iowa State thing when somebody yelled from behind the bench, Bill, you look stressed. And he turned around and said, because I am. Yes, and I she, am. She said he's a good guy. Even in the middle of an ugly loss, he has a sense of humor. I said, yeah, I saw that. Uh, and then I saw, saw he was laughing with the police officer doing the juicy wiggle. He seems yep. like he's being more down to earth and more human lately. Hard not to like him nowadays yeah. is what I said. But I, then we, I had to remind her of this. Bill Self, he 
He's a bad guy. <laughs> See, well, when he breaks our heart, probably yeah. in the Big 12 tournament or something, we'll play yeah. that and we'll, we'll hate him again. But It's easy to like him when we're winning against him. Yeah. It, but then I said, Amelia still has her opinions, though. But uh, I, I think we talked about it the other day, man. Uh, the, 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 we, uh, my buddy TJ got us tickets to the game, and we were watching it. That atmosphere was electric, dude. From the start to the finish, they have really – and they did it in football a little bit. We're, we're still kind of lacking in the mm-hmm. whole environment. And that's because the few games I did were on, I'm not going to say primetime, but they're on television enough where like you had the long media timeouts that really drug out and, and the, the energy just dropped off, you, you know. But yep. Hilton, they they've I think they've got it down to a science on keeping the crowd active and keeping them. I, I can't remember uh, when it was. It was after, I think, one of the Trey King threes. Bill called his timeout immediately. Make sure that, you know, let's stop this momentum right now. And then they just played Juicy Wiggle, the cops dancing. And oddly enough, it was it was weird. They they had one of the longer media timeouts. He let his team off like 90 seconds early, and they're just standing around watching everyone go fucking hype. And TJ took that whole time to, you know, get in prep. And immediately we had a defensive stop and another score. And it's just, I, I don't know. Everything was working on Saturday, that's for sure. Even Even, you know, the energy in the stadium helped, but yeah, TJ Otzelberger mentioned in his post game press conference that that was the best atmosphere he's ever been a part of in Hilton, and he's been around for a while. I mean, he's been the head coach; this is his third year as head coach, and yeah, he was an assistant coach for a while, Hoiberg. you know, under Hoiberg, and even was he there before that as well? I, but so he's been around Hilton a long time. So yeah, he uh, I wouldn't say he he was part of probably the one that's probably closest is either um, – it was one of the Iowa games. I cannot remember which one. And it, it, it sounds bad. I think it was the Aaron White year where they were just going off. And they were we were cheering so loud that their 90% free throw shooter missed both shots at the end. I cannot remember which one it was because, I'll be honest, all Iowa basketball players look the same to me. I'm not trying to say anything <laughs> controversial. I can't tell them apart, though. <laughs> There, there's like you could say four names in a row. I'd be like, that's it. It, it, it. But I know it wasn't Aaron White, but I think it was Aaron White. Yeah, it, recycle it, it those e- players. It's either it was either that game where we were just going off, or the Kansas game where we were. I, I know I was out there two hours early and barely got in. I was in the upper decks, and uh, it was like one of the first big Kansas upsets in some time. I think it was, you know, one it was. I think it was the BB gun shooting the bus. It was that game where it where they were going off. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that, that was not us. I I don't know if it was from the uh, grassy knoll or where it was, but um, like I said, that has to be up there on some of the top environments. At least I've been in. You know, it in it was. Yeah, again, fun time when you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's so Iowa State's record right now in the Big Twelve is? Have they lost two games? Bottom of the screen there, five and two. Five and two, yeah. So people are saying that six losses might win the conference this year. That wouldn't shock me, man. I wouldn't say Te- Texas Tech, I believe, is still in the lead. Yes, the Texas – no, Houston is. Houston is, so Tech finally did lose. Houston is leading. Yep, six and I would say Texas Tech are tied. Iowa State has the second best betting odds to win the Big 12, though, behind Houston. Well, you look at the end of the year, it's very friendly. I mean, we do have, and we were talking about this pre pod, 
we've had a week to prep for this game. I'm not feeling good about this Baylor game, man. They they have kind no. of been – seems like they've been playing well lately. They're in that new arena. For some reason, when we get the attention on us, when everyone is expecting us, we never live up to the occasion. Yeah, and I believe we probably talked about this on an amateur hour during football season that, you know, we have a week off and Iowa State goes and plays. And they play Cincinnati after their bye week in football this yes. week year, yeah. which they won. But it would be so much like Iowa State to jump to 12th in the polls. You are cruising. You've heard you it can, all week how great you are. Yes. Didn't have to play during the week. You've got all week to prepare for Baylor and just lay a giant turd right yeah. in the middle of that court. At the beginning of the road trip, too. Yes. They have to play at Texas as well this next week. Like, we've just seen it. Too many times as Iowa State fans. Now, to be positive, I think this team is built a little different. They've been playing their asses off for 40 minutes every single game this year. It doesn't matter if it's Eastern Illinois or or Kansas. They play yep. full 40 minutes, and I think you're starting to see it in some of these games where our depth is starting to show as well. Um, I think this is the year where we can break that. It's just being Cyclone fans your whole life, I, I agree. It's I will be. I will feel good if we go one and one. Zero oh and two. I, I, it would suck, but I would even yeah. be taller. I mean, the 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 Big Twelve's a, a fucking gauntlet, man. It, it is. Know? Yeah, and it, you know if you're gonna lose some games in the Big Twelve, and that's okay. Like the NCAA tournament, the March Madness tournament rating. You know, it's not gonna fall too much losing to another Big Twelve team. I'm looking at it as well. A lot of the ranked teams that we play, not that there's any schlubs in this league, but a lot of the ranked teams we're playing left this year are at home. Like like we mentioned, we play at Baylor over the weekend. They're 18th. Yep. TCU's home at the beginning or middle of uh, February. Home versus Texas Tech the same week um, at Houston, number four. And then home versus Oklahoma and home versus BYU. And both yep. of those are, can be revenge games. So, yeah, I, I mean – I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. Even our road games, there's not a super tough one I, I see other than Baylor. Or I'm sorry, Houston. I, I'm just Houston. I will be honest. I already default that as a loss. Uh, you know, unless we can keep this momentum going, I think Houston's going to have yeah. a chip on their shoulder. They were uh, Samson was fucking livid after the game. You remember that? How how he just wouldn't give us any credit either. It was it was yeah. all his. Players, yeah, that was not a us. yeah really weird press conference. So, no, I, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I If we can go one and one, and, and I've gotten a little better with like, oh, my God, we went one and one. We should have beat. If we go one and one this week before the next pod when we when we talk, we're going to be sitting pretty. Yep. So, no, I, uh, I'm i trying to think what else I had. Um, nothing, I think, the, the men's basketball anyways. Um, wait, you want, you want to talk a little? You want to get the women's basketball portion out of the way? Yeah. I mean, real quick, what, what was the score of the Iowa State game? We, we at least get our little part in. They, they won tonight, you said. Yeah, Iowa State women, they did win tonight. They beat Oklahoma State at home. Uh, let me see. I can't remember what the score was. They won by like 8 or 10 or something like that. Uh, of course, I can't find it. Well, you're finding that Brad, Brad's putting uh, asking what the uh, – um what the Vegas odds are on. I, I'm, I'm going to assume you meant mean for basketball here. I know I caught it preseason. 
uh, when we were plus 15,000. And I, I put some money on it. And I'll be honest, I'm feeling pretty good about that future now. I'm trying to see what they have us right now for uh, for the national championship here. I, I would have to assume at plus with uh, we're plus plus fifteen thousand. We got to be way better than that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Iowa State beat Oklahoma State tonight. It was seventy-eight to sixty-seven. So they won by eleven. Um, the freshmen are just carrying this team. They have five freshmen that are just balling right now. Audie Crooks. Yeah. 29 points, eight rebounds. Um, Addie Brown, she had, uh, what was she, 14 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. So fairly close to a triple double. So <clears throat> crazy. Uh, Iowa State right now to win the national championship in basketball plus 6,000. So they, I would say we're, we're, we're moving up right now in the, in the overall rankings. Iowa, if you want, if you want to really make some money, plus seventy five thousand. So get your money now if you if you need to make a, a big house payment. So um, <laughs> right now, I'm worried about if they make the, the tournament. Man, they, they've had, they've had a solid week or so, but yeah, I think they're gonna have to have a good last month here or win the Big Ten tournament in order to make it. Because so far from the beginning of the year, they haven't. We've talked about it, they just never had the shooters early on and. They've won some games they, they that shocked me, but they've also lost some very winnable ones like Michigan. Yeah, and they've had a couple games within the last couple weeks where they are either up big and they blow a 10-point lead in the last couple minutes or they're mm-hmm. down by 10 in the last couple minutes and come back. Like Their games are just been crazy. No, actually, sorry. I... We'll, we'll go. We'll get back to Caitlin Clark there because Brad's asking about yeah. the cyclone football, and I'll be honest, I'd rather talk about that right now because I know a lot more than that than uh, you know. Shocker, Caitlin Clark scoring a lot of points here, but um, Brad, we're we're gonna have to agree with you here, man. The, this uh, football schedule is probably the best I've felt in some time with where we're gonna be next year. Um, one, I, I'm you know I'm gonna self own us a little bit. It's kind of nice having the easy schedule. You know, we poke fun at Iowa the last few years for having the Big Ten West. Um, you know, there's no juggernauts in this new Big 12 right now that's going to, you know, run the conference, if you will, like Oklahoma has the last, uh, well, besides the last three years, the last decade before that, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, go, going through this schedule here, man, versus North Dakota at Iowa. Win. Versus, yeah. Win. <laughs> win. By win. Then home versus Arkansas State. Win. Uh, at Houston. Win. Versus Baylor at home. Win. At West Virginia. Win. Versus UCF. Win. And then a bye week. Now, that's the easy stretch of our schedule. The, the toughest one easily is Iowa. You, you know, maybe at West Virginia is probably the next one. Yeah. UCF speed is a, is a little concerning, but I think with the amount of starters we're going to have, I think we're going to be sitting just fine, but we have a bye week. And then this is the tough stretch of our schedule going into November when uh, let's be honest, we know what the, the weakness for with Matt Campbell is right now. It's September getting into, into October, November, December. He usually kicks it up a notch, but we have home versus Texas tech when at Kansas at, I'm sorry, at Kansas on the road, but it's at Arrowhead stadium. 
we all know what happens to Iowa State when they play an Arrowhead. Oh no! <laughs> but 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 how but, it end? But win. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, home versus Cincinnati. Win. Little, little revenge game with um, Coach Vite that uh, just became their DC over there. Yeah. Um. Then we have to go at Utah. That's probably uh, loss. You think so? Yeah. We, we we dominated the last time we went to Ohio or uh, to Utah, buddy. Versus BYU. Yeah, well, this ain't BYU. (laughs) And then versus Kansas State at home. Win by Fitty. Fitty? Uh, (laughs) Hold on. Actually, yep, Abu Sama just scored another touchdown there, Trent. Half half a hundred. So if if I'm doing my math right here, do you have us at 11-1 and right now? 11-1. and <laughs> Your way too early cyclone schedule prediction right here. Yeah. I uh, uh Corey Yeager says we're gonna start uh one and four. Starts one and four. Get the fuck out of lose here. Lose to North Dakota, beat Iowa, lose to Arkansas State, and lose to Houston. Sounds about right. I would legit consider that just so all these Iowa fans can shut the fuck up. They need a concern about playing a real schedule now. They don't play the Big Ten West, Corey. We talked about this before we came on too with your new offensive coordinator. Now he's not 131st anymore. Yeah, he was 127th when he got fired from Western Michigan. That I, technically that is a step up. Yeah, I, you know what? I I just have a little personal vendetta with their new offensive coordinator. Uh, the, the Iowa hired Tim Lester. For those that don't know, uh, he was previously the head coach at Western Michigan, and then this last year he was an analyst for the Packers. Um. I'm just going to say fuck Tim Lester for making me think that Sky Moore was going to be a good uh, draft pick. So far, he hadn't shown shit for the Chiefs. And that, and he, that's what's also scary is, you know, I think, I don't think it's being rude to say that Iowa's offense hasn't been the greatest. And the receivers haven't needed to be great because they never throw the ball. So they don't recruit it as well. If this Tim Lester can make Sky Moore look good enough where the Chiefs and whoever else was looking at him in the first, second round pick. I mean, he can probably make the receivers that Iowa has right now with the level that they recruit those at. He can probably make them look pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, well, we'll see. Time will Again, tell. They still got Cade McNamara. They still have Kirk at the uh, at the helm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be yeah. the biggest thing. Are you going to let this guy who is your offensive coordinator, who is supposed to just be the one calling the plays, are you going to let him just run run it, or are you going to hover over again and do and have the exact same thing that happened to your son that happened to Ken O'Keefe that happened to uh who else Greg Greg Davis I get uh, who was I think yeah, it so. sounds right I can't I can't uh I can't remember <laughs> now they're arguing Brad says I was uh, offense is going to be run run pass punt and your Jaeger says no it's going to be punt punt run I I agree They'll just keep the defense on their toes for the first couple drives do you do you follow Chris Hassel on anything Twitter. Do you see it? You know, he does his Carl Peppers punt coordinator. Uh, He put out a statement today, the punt coordinator. He's happy with the new uh, offensive coordinator because they've become, he runs this RPO offense. That's run punt option. (laughs) Now that they don't have Tory Taylor. So Cade McNamara, you know, if the run isn't open, he's just going to punt. Isn't that, is that, is that rugby style as I call it? Or is that like Austin style where they run in, and yeah. punch it. Yeah, rugby style. So, no, I think uh, I'll, I'll pull up uh, 
sorry, going back to Iowa State football, real football in yeah. real heartland of America. Uh, legitimately, not early on, if you would tell, tell me eight or nine wins, I can very well see it on that schedule. I think Utah is going to be the toughest one. Yep. One of the toughest. I'll be honest. You, you know, we play two of the same games. We play Iowa and we play at Utah. At Iowa and at Utah, they're both the same team. They're both led by 20-year, 10-year coaches that have a strong defense and the offense doesn't need to do as much as it needs to. We play two of the same games. The, o- the only benefit we have is Utah's at the end of the year compared to Iowa at the beginning of the year when we need to – Campbell needs to figure something out on, on how to start a year. Yes, yeah, let's not play our non-con terrible. Like, come on. Oh, sorry. Let's got to a hot start. Matt Matthews is talking some shit in the in the chat about how it's go. To, it's easy to go ten and two, eleven and one when you don't have to play Oklahoma. I'll agree. I, I'm I'm not sad to see Oklahoma off of our schedule. That that yeah. makes me feel a lot better. Um, <laughs> I've said it multiple times. Oklahoma, the new Arkansas of the SEC. Ooh, shit, M- Matthews. Let's know what Oklahoma's gonna out. Their schedule's out. SEC. They had a SEC slobber fest about a month or so ago with the SEC schedule release. Let us know what Oklahoma's gonna finish next year. While while we uh while we move on here, but um yeah, I mean that, I I don't think we could have drawn up a more favorable schedule. It's we're gonna be yeah. pissed in about three years when we don't have Farmageddon. But I'll be honest, that that was the best case scenario that we could have had with. Very winnable games. I was the toughest one in the first seven games, and then have a bye week to prep for the final month stretch there. Yeah, ISU better not look past North Dakota. I agree. <laughs> I will one hundred percent agree, man. I saw North Dakota play live this year versus South Dakota State, and <laughs> Iowa State's gonna beat them by fifty. Iowa State doesn't play well in September and South Dakota state is a national champion, man. There's a, there's some levels to that one, but this is the fighting. I'll be honest. This is not the bison. <laughs> like, let's be real here. I, uh, it, it just worries me because like, and this is two different, completely different level teams, but I saw them play tough versus, uh, versus Nebraska last year. They were the game. I believe that I think it was the game before or the week that Scott Frost got fired. Mm-hmm. So I know they have some talent there. They're not yeah. North Dakota State no. level. That's so but. when I went to the game, South Dakota State was obviously ranked number one and North Dakota mm-hmm. was ranked number 11. And yeah. at that level, FCS, just between one and 11, just the size yeah. of the players, the speed difference, uh, strength, just hey. the talent level. And now they're going to jump up to the Big 12. I've seen it with my own two eyes when I was up there. Hey, when you're trying to play a team that picks up wide receivers from Army and linemen from Princeton, you're not going to have a chance, buddy. We get national champions to play at Iowa State. We haven't, and we'll, we'll see a big surge after spring ball. It's We haven't seen anyone really uh, leave either. Maybe they're trying to get some film before spring ball and, and, and leave after that, but I was really shocked after the season that there wasn't more people leaving because we do have so many starters coming back. Yeah. But maybe they don't want to drop a level. I know Sander, a lot we had a couple guys go to Charlotte and a lot of them went down a level so they could play a lot more. Um, it, it just kind of feels, it feels like 
Iowa and Iowa State and these other schools that aren't going to have the money like Ohio State and Michigan, they're they're able to kind of keep some of these guys that they want to develop. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're not going to be able to buy it like USC or anything. No. So it, it feels good to see that there wasn't a big exodus on these players that didn't quite play as much. And really the ones we've talked about before, the ones that did leave, it, it's kind of trimming a fat, to be honest, because yep. then we can sign a Caleb Bacon or something. Yep. So. No, we'll we'll uh, maybe we'll get a little more realistic closer to football, but uh, yeah. Trent Trent's going to go crazy and say eleven and one. I'll be more realistic and say the first ten one season in school history. <laughs> eleven one ten and we're two. Kinda, we're not home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we're realist here. Ten <laughs> yeah. and two. Easy. If we were homers, we'd say undefeated. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we're we're. I'll be honest with with that schedule. Legitimately, you get Iowa State's best game every single every week. Twelve and twelve and zero isn't crazy, but we know where Iowa it State ain't. is weak, and we're going to have a game where we should. Yeah, that. it ain't gonna that ain't gonna happen. No, oh, Matthew's fine. <laughs> we're, we're we're getting to it, but you don't have to. You don't have to shit on just because. They, hold on, actually, we'll we'll get to what we're talking about. Caitlin Clark is now the second all time scorer. Um, in women's basketball here. So uh, she just passed Kelsey Mitchell of Ohio State from a few years back. She's uh, second all-time with 3,416 points. Uh, she's only behind right now Kelsey Pl- uh, Kelsey Plum from a few years back, from 2017 it looks like. Um, she has 3,527 points all-time. She's 111 points away. And yeah. she averages 28 points a game. So she'll probably do it the next four games-ish. I was looking at it before the season because I believe she's actually raised her average a little bit because she's had to everything had to do everything with this uh Yeah. With this team this year. I predicted preseason it was gonna be the Illinois game, and that was two seasons two games before the end. And to be honest, that that that's we're not even gonna make it to the Illinois game. She's gonna pass nope. it well before. Yeah, she'd probably do it in the next four to five games. If she did that, say in four games, that'd be her 125th career game. So she's going to do that in about 14 less games than Kelsey Plum. Mm -hmm. If, if she's smart or if Lisa Bluter's smart, because she could go off. They, they got to play at Maryland, Penn state at Nebraska. I don't know anything about those schools. If she could really go off, but if they were really smart, they would they would bench her in in one of those games or slow up so she could wit, beat the record at home. Mm-hmm. I, you don't want to break that record at Nebraska, your biggest rival. I would think you'd rather hold off and get in do that on prime time. It looks like Thursday the fifteenth versus Michigan. I mean, hopefully she doesn't in that because it's it's road home, road home, and then road again at Indiana at number ten Indiana. So if she did it the next four games, it'd be at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say uh, and, what did we say? 111 points? 111 is what she needs. Jaeger says she might pass Pistol Pete. I actually said that before we came on. I said, don't talk to me about it until she becomes the all-time leading scorer, men and women's. Passing Pete uh, Maravich. Pete Maravich. Do you know off the top of your head, do you know how many points he scored uh, all-time? Like 4,000-somethings crazy he averaged like 45 points a game yeah 
And he was shooting from three-point line when there was no three-point line. Yes. All right, sorry. I'm I'm getting pulled up here. I looked this up not too long ago. It was like, I can't remember, 4,500 points or something like that. All time. Oh, just show me the points. I don't... It, <laughs> well... I mean, I mean, his wife called amateur hour, man. We're, we're, we're not the, uh, we're not the best with our records here. Pete Maravich. Total, I got it right here. Total owl points. Uh, 3,667 points. So I was off on a 4,000 okay. something. Yeah. Yes, Average 44.2 points per game. Okay. 30, 36, 67. You said. 3667, yes. And then minus what she's got 3427 or something. Dude, she's gonna pass that. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be with uh, ease, yeah. Yeah. 3424. She has to have 243 points to have yeah. the most all-time score. And she's a she has one more year, right? Yeah, she has a next year of eligibility, I believe. Yeah. Uh she will be able to pass that by the time they get to the Big Ten tournament. Easily, uh, she'll pass that, and we've said it forever. Yeah, you can you can get your uh, you can go to the WNBA or whatever. Stay another year and just make this record so fucking unbelievably hard to achieve. Yes, and you're going to be cemented in history. We, again, everyone knows if you watch any college basketball, you know, or have any interest, you pretty much know who Pistol Pete is because he's all mm -hmm. time. You can just be that legend status. So. Now, Trent, you were you were talking earlier about how there's another player that's not getting her dues in in women's college basketball. Uh, let me go back to that. Daisha Fair for Syracuse, Mike Hughes. Yeah, so yeah, Daisha Fair. She plays for Syracuse. She started out at Buffalo. She's also an active player right now. Um, yeah, active player. What's she on did, the list here? She's ninth right now. No one's even heard of Aisha, Daisha Fair before no. right now. She's ninth, ninth on the list all time. Uh, Ashley Jones for Iowa State. She's eleventh all time. No one heard her name, but Caitlin Clark. We got to make sure that we all know know the one uh, woman, e even though there's multiple that are doing that's doing this right now. Yeah. So this is so this Daisha Fair. She started in 2019, so the year before Caitlin Clark. She played in hundred. She played in twenty more games, one hundred and forty-one games. Big, big whoop. She she's still up there ninth all time. It it doesn't matter. If yep. She jacks up all the threes. She's she's got a decent shot. Let's see here. I mean, she's probably going to be top. If she has a hell of the end of a year, she's probably going to be top six all time. Yeah, you haven't heard of her this year at all. Yeah. So here on this list. Uh, Ashley Jones from Iowa State is on there. I can mm -hmm. see probably the top 20. Ashley Jones averaged the least amount per game. So she so she was the one she just played in the most games, huh? She played in 158 <laughs> games. That's the most on this list. Still counts. Still counts. Uh, 158 games, 19.3 points per now, game. Now, I, I got a problem here because Matthews in the chat was talking about how how bad is your athletics department when your biggest star of this millennium is a is a woman's basketball player? I I distinctly heard uh, Mr. Matthews talking about a softball team about how great it was they were undefeated 
and talking to us like like I like I give a crap if the softball dude. So so don't make fun of someone's someone else's women's basketball or uh, athletics achievement, and then go around spouting softball national championships and undefeated streaks, buddy. We we, we you can't discriminate like that, Matthews. <laughs> Golly, I I can't wait till till Oklahoma goes to the SEC and they show them what true softball is all about. That's right. <laughs> we all know we, we're all going to keep up with softball now just so we can shit on Matthews. Mm-hmm. We're not, well, not softball school. Well, true. Well, true. I didn't say, but but you're not quite a football school anymore. So, no. New Arkansas. New Arkansas. New Arkansas. You know, yeah. six and six. <laughs> Yo, well, okay. I do. I, I I like to shine Oklahoma. If they win six and yeah, six, I think Matthews wouldn't be a fan. I don't see that one at all. I don't think they'll go six and six. I think they'll be a little better than that. I just but, had to throw it out there. But but they'll lose to Texas for sure. <laughs> Sark with that with that evil just look. He I just don't like the guy. He's just got an evil yeah. look. He he yells at employees that are just trying to hold him back. I mean I I don't know, man. Dude's a psycho. <laughs> He, he's a psycho, but they got they got Arch Manning back, backing up Quinn Ewers. I mean, how how do you lose uh, with that man? How do yeah? You pay that guy all that money to come there, the number one recruit in forever, and yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, uh, that bench over there is looking a little cold. Go warm it up. Te- Texas and Georgia, the new kings of the SEC. If 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 I had to guess. Yep. Hey, <laughs> Quinn's Quinn's looking thirsty. Arch, go go grab that water yeah. bottle for him. So Texas is going to be up so much on Oklahoma. Is that what you're saying that that Manning's going to be able to get in? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a feeling Manning's going to transfer out. Even even if Quinn, even if the, he backs up Quinn next year, I bet you he just leaves. You sit on the bench for two years at a Texas, and if you're quite good enough there, I, I don't know. It's in this NIL era, unless maybe he's okay with making the three million dollars on the bench. I I just think he transfers, man. I do too. He'll be able to transfer literally anywhere. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Even if he wouldn't start somewhere, they, they will take the transfer for the name itself. Yep. And, and you know, he'll transfer. He could start pretty much anywhere, too. Mm-hmm. Texas losing two-thirds of their starters. Well, well, buddy, have you seen their budget? They're just going to buy the rest of the players. Just reload. So, no, I wouldn't say it, 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 that is going to be the new thing I'm good. We're going to have to get used to in the next five years or so as well is all of these teams that are to that level, Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, where Matthews just say they lost two thirds of their starters. They, they shouldn't be able to, but they are recruiting at such a high blue chip, like ratio level mm-hmm. where they everything's five, four star, or they can just simply buy whoever they want. That's either backing up or, or like, Alabama was like a fire sale. I, you, you hear about all these schools like Ohio State that's going all in on that Caleb Downs and and whoever else. I mean, that's what it feels like. It's just like, all right, let, let's just uh, break open the wallets. Let's grab, let's grab this player. Let's grab this player. It'll be interesting in the next month how many Michigan players now get uh, poached because of uh, Harbaugh leaving too. Yeah. So I saw a video. as just a reel I came across on Instagram or something. That this crazy conspiracy and this crazy scenario could happen. You know, Bill Belichick is no longer the coach for the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, he left Michigan with a year of eligibility remaining. Mm. He has been out of technically 
he could still play one more year at Michigan and there Belichick could be their head coach now that they don't have a head coach and they win a national championship well, together in college as well. Well, I mean, Michigan does need another quarterback that can hand it off to those great running backs they got up there. I think Tom's yeah. not as mobile anymore. He could do that. Yeah, for sure. So I, if, if Bill ever did anything in the college ranks, I, I'm going to tell you right now because his father coached there as well. He would only do it at like Navy. He would make sure it's a service academy. He'd make yeah. him the best service academy in some time, and then he would just retire. And, and he he wouldn't be he would never look. That would probably be the actually that I'm going to say the opposite now. That'd probably be the only time you'd ever see him happy on the sidelines. Yeah. He's so <laughs> just skulking on the sideline. I bet you that'd be the happiest day of his life coaching Navy football like his dad and, and just running the wishbone and hard oh, yeah. nosed defense. That seems right up his alley. I mean, that, that's how he ran the Patriots, man. We, yeah. they, they never they never had the dream teams or anything. And the one time they did have the dream team, they lost in the Super Bowl. So, yep. But, well, I mean, buddy, you, you got anything else? Otherwise, like we said, we, we wanted to make it a Cyclone Quickie, yeah. and we appreciate everyone in the chat. But, yeah. I mean, frankly, we really didn't have much else for this pod. No, let's wrap this thing up. That's, well, let's put a bow on it. Well, we appreciate everyone joining the chat. We'll try and be better. We, we've been slack in the last couple of weeks, but Wednesdays at 9 o'clock is when we should be starting these weekly. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I would say we'll have a strong finish for the uh, basketball season here, and then I guess we'll figure out what we do after that because we, we don't have a baseball team to cheer for at our school, so, I mean, why the hell do we need to go into the summer, you know? No, that's break time, vacation they, time. Yeah, we, we got to relax. It's just uh, this weighs on us so much. This hard podcast we got to do. It does. Whew. So, all right. We appreciate everyone joining. We'll catch you guys next week. See you next week.